0: do I have any athletes in here? That's where it's at. Any volleyball players? No, I might be a little biased, but that's my favorite sport. Um, I grew up playing volleyball and now I am a volleyball coach and I get to coach other girls how to play volleyball. So it's super fun. But so when I go into a new season and I get a new team, I have no idea their skill level. So I typically like to run a few drills and see like where their skill level's at, um, where we're starting at, like where's our starting point. And then as a coach, I like to envision where our finish line, where I want our finish line to be at the end of season. So what skill level do I want to be at at the end of season? So we typically start at the beginning of the year, like October kind of as season starts, and then we end in summertime, so like June, July. So I like to envision where I want my team to be at in June. So once I do that, I kind of like to work back and see what drills and exercises I need to teach the girls to get to that level that I want them to play at. So typically each month, I'll introduce a new skill or a new challenge for them to keep working on so that they keep pushing themselves and I keep pushing them to get better. You know, our faith can be a lot like coaching a team or being a part of a team. Um, Each practice, you are working on something, working on a new skill to get better, to get you closer to that skill. Um, And we can do the same thing with our faith. Um, If we set goals for ourselves, we can have a clear vision on what it would look like to fully live a life with God. Um, And if we set goals for ourselves, we can see where the finish line is at at the end of this year and what goals do we want to set our, for ourselves to be at a relationship with God. So maybe today um, you recently said yes to Jesus, but you don't know what to do next. You're kind of stuck. Or maybe some of you have said yes to Jesus maybe a couple years ago, but you're just, you don't know what to do next, and you are wondering like what next steps you could do. Um, so if you're taking notes today, I want, I'm going to give you you guys three next steps that you guys can do to continually reconnect with God daily. And I'm super excited to talk about this new series because it's all about creating habits and setting goals for ourselves in the new year. And we're also going to be talking about what spiritual disciplines are and why they're important and why they impact us as Christians so discipline is defined as the practice of training people to obey rules or code of behavior using punishment or to correct disobedience. So when I think about dis- like, discipline, I think of maybe getting in trouble from my parents, and they punish me because they don't want me to do it again. So they discipline us by giving us punishments or rules. Um, but when it comes to spiritual disciplines, it usually is described like this. Spiritual discipline is regularly regularly repeated practice that can both personally and communally build up our spiritual growth and help us grow deeper in a relationship with God. So when I feel like when people hear the word discipline, especially in a spiritual aspect, some people get turned off right away because they think it's just a big list of rules you have to do in order to be a Christian. Um, But I want to tell you today, it's not all about a list you have to do to be in order to be a Christian. But if you want to live a life that is honoring to God and live a life that, as a follower of Jesus, these are things you're going to want to do because they're going to help you grow deeper in your faith. So the, as Christians, these are things we should want to do, things that we want to look forward to, and things that we should have a desire and a longing to have. So 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and the new life has begun. So, you said yes to Jesus, now you have, your old life is in the past and now you have a new life, but you don't know what to do next. I've had countless conversations with people asking what it would look like to have a a relationship with Jesus and incorporate him into your daily life. And honestly, there's not one right answer to this. Um, I think about relationships in my own life. No one's relationships with their family, their friends, their significant others are the same. So why would you think that a relationship with Jesus is a one-way thing? The hardest part to a relationship is where you're actively growing and learning more about him daily is just getting started. And I think this is why people get scared away and they don't know what to do because they don't know where to start. But like I said, it's going to look different for everyone. So how I like to practice my spiritual disciplines is by acting like I'm going on a date with God. So what I mean by this is um, I like to go somewhere, um, away from everyone else and spend a couple hours, a day, with just me and God. And it's a really fun way to get away from the world, distractions, and just spend time with the Lord. So what would it look like for you if you were to set aside everything else, no distractions, and just spend some time with God? This is something I love to talk about because I feel like in this generation, everyone's worried about their next relationship, and who's into them at the moment, and who's if I'm into them at the moment, is it going to work out? And we like to romanticize what a relationship would be with that person. But what would it look like if we were to romanticize a relationship with Jesus, where we set everything aside and just focus on God and you? And you can make it super fun, like I said, Um, and in the end, you'll end up way more fulfilled. So, the first discipline that can help you grow in your relationship with Jesus is studying the word. So, once you said yes to Jesus, you kind of need to know what God says about you and what plan and purpose he has for your life. So, by opening up the Bible, you will gain a lot of knowledge and wisdom on how you should live your life and things you shouldn't do and should do. Um, So, Psalms 119 verse 105 says, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light for my path. So, a... The Bible is intended to be a guidebook for our lives. The more you consume the word, the more you'll be able to discern what is right and what is wrong. And what you should do as a follower of Jesus. So one thing that I've realized over my spiritual walk is the importance of one-on-one time. Because in reality, how are we going to know how to live a life for God if we don't even open up his word? I read this fact the other day. And it says, did you know that... 8% of practicing Christians actually read their Bible between Sunday and Sunday. That is crazy. Did you, I have to say it again. Did you know that only 8% of practicing Christians, so these are people who say that they're a Christian, actually read their Bible between Sunday and Sunday. This is just mind-blowing to me because as a Christian, we need to know the word of God, not just from other people telling us about it, but also opening it personally and reading it for ourselves. In 2 Timothy 3, verse 16 through 17, it says, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us what to do is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. So every time we open up the Bible, we gain more knowledge and we understand more and more how we should live our lives. For me, like I said, I like to... Pretend I'm on a little date with God and spend some time with God. So whether I go to a coffee shop or I go down to the beach, I like to go somewhere where no one else is really going to bother me. So that's just where I feel most focused, and that's where I get the most out of my time with the Lord. And the best way to grow in your ability to study the Word is by actually spending time in it. So the more you do it, the easier it will get. So there are many practical ways to studying the Bible. The first way is downloading the Bible app. If you don't have the Bible app, there's gonna be a QR code up on the screen. Scan this right now. And this literally has the Bible on your phone. It's like a pocket Bible. You can take it anywhere you want. And there's Bible plans on there. They take like five to 10 minutes daily. And it's a great way to start reading your Bible. There's also another method I like to do. This is one of my favorites. It's called the soap method. Um, And this method helps you just easily break down scripture. So what you're going to do is first pick your scripture, what you want to read for the day. And then all you're going to need is a Bible and a journal. And what you're going to do is read the scripture and then write down anything you observe from the passage. So anything you think is important, anything that you just like about the passage, you're just going to write it down. And then A stands for application. So what you're going to do with this is... From what you have just observed, you're going to write down anything that you think you can apply to your own life. So just think about what you just wrote and just be like, how can I apply this to my own life? And then you're going to end with prayer, which is the P. So you're going to thank God for your day. You're going to ask him to help you apply the things that you just learned. You can also look up commentary and study Bibles if you really want like an in-depth description of the passage you're reading. But I want to encourage you guys to find what works best for you. So whether you're sitting in your car, your room, um, a desk, maybe somewhere out in public like I like to do, um, whatever is good for you, I encourage you to do that. Or maybe it's better to start this journey with other people. Honestly, doing it with a friend can help you so much. It can just You guys can help each other to keep accountable as well as encourage each other to find a consistent rhythm. So the more you understand scripture and the more you spend time in it, the more you can actually live it out. And one way you can live it out is by worship. So the second discipline today is going to be worship. Worship is a really big one for me. If you didn't know, I grew up around music. I love music. There's going to be a cute little picture of me singing as a little kid. Um, (laughs) And I love performing. I love singing. That's just what I love to do. Um, But as I started to understand more and more that worship music is purely inspired by scripture, everything changed for me. And there's gonna be another picture of me singing now, um, leading worship, and once I started to understand why we worship, um, this is one of the first ways I really understood God and really felt his presence through worship. So it's always something I love to look forward to. And throughout the Bible it says um, countless things about worship, different forms of worship, But ultimately, worship is when we are fixing our eyes on God. Um, Worship is a way to give thanks, but to also repent. And worship is purely inspired by scripture. And there's so much scripture about worship, I couldn't choose one. But one of my favorites is Psalms 100. It says, shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, go into his courts with praise, give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good, his unfailing love continues forever, and his faithfulness continues through each generation. I love this passage because it just reminds me um, to remember that Jesus is the Lord of all, and the best way to worship him is by shouting praises to him with the people around us. And we are called to do life in community. And like I said before, studying your Bible, you don't have to do this journey alone. And the same thing goes with worship. Finding a Christ-centered community where you can openly praise and worship God, that's where you're gonna find your best friendships and like real fruitful friendships. And that's why I think it's so important to find a place like CY um, where you can just find other believers who truly love the Lord and just lay all at the feet of the King. Um, but in reality, most weeks, you're not going to be able to worship in a community more than once. So you may be wondering, what other things can I do to worship God throughout the week? And worship spent personally, individually, is just as important as spending it with a community. And there are many ways you can practice this. My first thought is, think about the music you listen to on a daily basis. How much of that music we listen to listen aligns with the way that God calls us to live? Our world is full of music that influences us to do the wrong things. And the more that we listen to that type of music, the more our focus turns away from God. So for me, I'm always listening to music, um, whether I'm in the car, at work, working out with friends, whatever it is, typically I have music on. So what would it look like for you to change up your worldly music that you listen to with music that glorifies God and that fixes your eyes on Jesus throughout the day? Some of you might not be used to this, some of you guys barely listen to worship music until you get to Sunday, and some of you maybe listen to it pretty regularly, but you wanna incorporate it more. I wanna encourage you guys um, to find worship music that you like, because what if we were people who chose to listen to worship music on a daily basis? What would our lives look like? How would we feel? Um, What would it look like if we replaced some of the secular music that we listen to with worship music that glorified God? So maybe some of you guys don't know where to find good worship music. There's going to be another QR code up on the screen that is a great playlist. It's not only songs we do here at CY, but they're also songs that just help us recenter our focus on God. So something that I've been working on lately is replacing my workout music with worship music. And before, I didn't think that there was going to be anything that hyped me up, you know, the same as pop music or hip-hop does But I found some great music and there are so many playlists out there that help give you the same feel and just like put you in any mood that you want to be in. So today I want to challenge each of you guys to think of a time or an area in your day that you're listening to music. And I want to challenge you guys to replace that music with worship music and see how you feel. And when we set aside time to praise and thank God, worship can become a time for moments of gratitude, adoration, and surrender. And when in worship, we can draw near to God and remember, that, remember his unfailing love. And that brings me to my last p- discipline. And the last discipline is prayer. So prayer is a its a unique thing, and I feel like we all take it for granted, but the power that prayer has is truly amazing. Um, prayer is a time to talk to God, and it's a time where we can thank him for our blessings, but also a time to hear from God. Um, it's a time to listen to him and see what he's trying to tell us. The Bible tells us in Philippians 4, verse 6-7, through 7, it says... Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So through prayer, we can engage in a direct conversation with our Heavenly Father. Um, If you don't feel like you know how to pray, sometimes prayer can be an intimidating thing. But there are many ways you can approach prayer. Um, God ultimately just wants us to sit there and talk to him. Think about it as a casual conversation with your best friend. What would you tell your best friend? What do you feel comfortable telling them? This is what God wants to hear from you. He wants to hear how you feel. He wants you to lay your burdens down. We have a built-in best friend 24-7 that we can talk to. Um, And because there are so many different ways to approach prayer, some people don't know where to start. But my best advice is just tell him about your day. Tell him about your worries. Tell him what's going on, what you're thinking. Literally anything, just talk to him. Um, and this year for myself, I've been trying to challenge myself to pray more, not just like a normal casual, not more like a formal prayer, but more of like a casual ongoing prayer. Because like I said, all he wants to do is talk, wants us to talk to him because we have all access to God and he listens to us whenever we come to him. So what would be the next step for you guys? Maybe you guys don't really pray or you don't know how to. But I wanna challenge you guys to take a next step with this. Uh, Maybe start praying right when you wake up or right before you go to bed. Uh, Maybe you pray right before every meal you eat. Just take a breath and remember what God has given you and just thank him for your day. Um, And I know for some people it's helpful to set alarms on your phones as a quick reminder just to thank God for your day and thank him for whatever, just talk to him, okay? It's a really good reminder um, and just good time to reflect. Okay, I know this is a lot of information, but I want you guys to reflect on your own life for a second. Where are you at in your relationship with God um, and what areas are you strong in? Maybe you regularly spend time in the Word, you listen to a lot of worship music, or maybe you're really good at talking to God. Um, I wanna applaud you guys for that. Keep doing what you're doing, keep growing in those areas uh, because each day we spend growing in our spiritual disciplines, that's one step closer to a stronger relationship with God. Now, let's think about what might not be as strong for you. Um, From the three that I touched on today, what area do you want to work on more? I want you guys to think of that and identify that. And in groups, go talk to your leader about it. Because when you bring someone else along your faith journey, it can help encourage you as well as lift you up and help you navigate everything when it comes along to any of those disciplines. So my hope and prayer for you guys is that each of you find joy in spending time with God because it is truly a time where you can just escape reality, grow closer to the one who created you. Once, the more you do it, the more you're going to love it and the more you're going to want to do it. Um, so I encourage you guys just to find an area in your life where you want to grow in spiritually because the more time we spend with God, the more we can truly live for God. So God is the one who knows you. He created you, and he knows you better than anyone else. So the best thing that we can do as believers is to begin to understand the one who has a plan and purpose for our lives. So as we purposely schedule these dates with Jesus throughout our lives, we can begin to go on a journey to a deeper and more intimate relationship with the one who created us and the one who knows us intimately and loves us unconditionally. Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you for such an amazing night here at CY tonight, God. I just thank you for giving us the opportunity to praise you openly. Um, I just thank you for our wor- your word and just the resources you've given us, God, to just go on deeper levels with you. Lord, I just pray that as we start off the new year that we can set goals for ourselves and just set clear visions on where we wanna go at with you, go with you this year. Lord, I just pray for the people in this room Um, who maybe have never said yes to Jesus before, um, but they're wondering what a life with him would look like. Um, If you want to ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins and take full control of your life, um, I want to encourage you guys to pray this along with me. Lord, I recognize that I'm a sinner and I have fallen short and I need a savior. Tonight, I'm saying no to my sin, my self, and my stuff, and I'm saying yes to you. God, today... I am chosen, I'm choosing to go your way over the world's way. Thank you for your redeeming grace. Um, With all heads bowed and eyes closed, I just wanna encourage you guys, if you made a decision tonight to go God's way over the world's way, go ahead and raise your hand. This is, thank you Lord, just for all the hands in this, lifted in this room, God. Um, You guys can go ahead and put your hands down. Lord, we thank you for each decision made in this room tonight, God. I just thank you um, for what you've done for us. And I pray that we can find joy spending time with you. And just as we grow, go into this new year, that we can just grow deeper and deeper in our walks with you. In your precious name, amen.